Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. All right, and we're recording. Hello, everyone. I guess I'm alone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Yeah, whoa, nice. My name is Jim, and welcome to another edition of Our Certain Point of View. How are we today, Tim? We're doing very well. Hello there. Excellent. And before we get started, I have a little something for you. Are you ready? I was born ready. Yeah, okay. Tired of standing in the rain, and there's plenty of umbrellas around, but there's just no room for you? Then do we have the thing for you? At put a bag over your head, it'll keep you dry. Dot com. You'll find the joy of putting a bag over your head. And there you go. <laughs> put a bag over your head. You'll find the joy. How are you tonight, Tim? I am dry. Okay. I, I was like, just out in the rain. Like a Utah county or what? But I'm but I'm nice and dry. Oh good. And I did not carry an umbrella. Did you put a bag over your head? I didn't do that either. I've just been inside for a little bit. Uh, yeah, it wasn't supposed <laughs> to rain here today, but it did. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. It was frustrating. It was very frustrating because I am building a skate ramp for my daughter, and uh, it was her birthday present, and um, yeah, so I got the frame kind of laid out, and that's the part I don't want to get wet. Once it's finished, you know, it's fine if it gets wet, but it's supposed to rain for the next five days here, so I did not want the framing to get wet, so I had to quickly kind of disassemble what I had done and stow everything. So that was my day. In addition, I was also uh, working today. And it's kind of hard to get back into the work thing, I got to admit. <laughs> yeah, the full, the full, yeah, I'm full like set of hours. 8 to 4.30 or something like a normal person. And I'm like, this is, this is too much. I can't do this. Yeah, like... I got outside from about uh, six thirty until eight this morning, getting some work done. Yeah, and uh, at eight I came in because it said it was going to rain from eight to nine. It oh. did not rain from eight to nine. <laughs> no, I sat inside watching clear skies. So at nine yeah, o'clock, I got back out there, got about twenty more minutes of work done, and then it rained the entire rest of the day. Well, fortunately, what I'm doing, uh, as long as I have a laptop I, and internet connection, I can do it. So um, I just have to be logged in by 8 a.m. Um, I was outside on the porch enjoying that weather, and then when it started raining, I uh, logged out for my lunch and spent my entire lunchtime disassembling lumber. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah, so that's my check-in. Um, what are we talking about today? Are we doing a hypothetical today, Tim? What do you want to talk about? Uh, bonsai trees. <laughs> I'm laughing because he does want to talk about bonsai trees. Because <laughs> I talked to him earlier, and he talked to me about bonsai trees. Um, let's, okay, the little trees. All right, we'll table that for another discussion. Table, okay. I table like it that. for another day. Stick a pin in that one. Yeah. 
But what do you want to talk about that's Star Wars related? We've got all kinds of stuff. So um, we're going to jump into the news. Jump away. All right, let's jump into the news. So the Mandalorian. Heard of it. Is still on schedule, as far as we know. Yes. Um, which I don't know why it would change at this point because they've got to be done. Obviously, they're done recording, and they must be working well through the post production stuff. So, um, October first. How many days off are we from October first? We're gonna. I mean, that's a hundred and seven days away. We don't know when it's coming out. If I had to guess, I'd say it's either the second or the ninth, but it could be any time. They haven't told us what date yet. Um, let's go with the second. We're going to assume that it's coming out October 2nd, but just make a guess. And school comes along just to ruin it. So I'm kind of blending our, uh, countdowns here with the news because it's all relevant. Um, the next bit of news is Star Wars Squadron. Oh, I saw the ad for that today on Steam. Yes. So the trailer for Star Wars Squadron, which is a new video game from EA, dropped today. It is cool. Looking. Um, it is. It is. It's cool looking. Um, you know, I've I've realized something about us. Yeah. Um, more so than others. You know, obviously we we buy games because they're Star Wars. Um, we also buy them for graphics now. You know, Jim and I were around for things that were very pixelated. <laughs> there Those are people who play long, some uh, people who play some pixelated games now because you know they they feel like it's a throwback to a time before them. Um, it's not a time before us, <laughs> so um, that's one of the things that we have to be careful of when we go to buy video games. Like they look amazing compared to the things that we grew up with. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily make them a great game. Um, and I'm not saying Squadron's not going to be. But well, it's an arena-based are... kind of, uh, I, I, I think. Uh, so you're flying uh, either X-Wing or TIE Fighter or Interceptor. Um, and it's like arena-based. Like you get a team and you go fight other teams, right? Yeah. That's not my style of game. I'm an open-world story kind of gamer. Um, the But the trailer did look amazing. Yeah, so that's going to be the question: is is how much is actually involved? Um, I do know that like the Battlefront, um, the old Battlefront space games, I loved um, those space battles. So it it could work out well. I don't know. You know, we don't know if it's going to be like they say five and five is what they say in the trailer. So is yeah. it just five people on each side? Is it are there going to be um, AI fighters going around? Like I don't know what everything's going to be. And, uh, but yeah, I saw it on Steam. Where did you see the trailer? On, uh, you actually, one of our listeners reached, reached out, reached, uh, <laughs> he reached out to Ward us. So he reached out to us. Um, uh, this was our listener, uh, Zach reached out and, and reminded that this was coming out. Nice um, job, Zach. It looks like it's going to be a, uh, lower price game because it's not a not a big full game. So I, I think the expected release price is forty. Okay, I'm still um, waiting for Fallen Order to drop. It did drop on PC, but I'd like to play it on PS4. Yeah. Ooh, good. That reminds me. I've got other news about that too that I didn't put in our news block here. Um, but the Squadron. 
Um, his concern was, how did he write this here? Let me read this. Um, only $40 doesn't look like a big full game. Maybe EA's way of getting something out to make some money before Disney pulls their license. Hmm. So <laughs> that doesn't sound promising. Well, you know, there's been some some lashback on, on EA for the Battlefront games. Well, Battle, um, I and just for finished, Fallen Order. I think we talked about. I know you and yeah. I did. I don't remember if we talked about it. Yeah, they they definitely podcasts. they definitely kind of dropped the ball on that. Like they. They marketed on the fact, and they did a good job marketing on the fact that Star Wars people will buy a Star Wars game. Yeah. And there are a lot of kids who play the the um, battle style games against each other. Yeah. You know the the but Call of Duty, Fortnite, Battlefront. Yeah. Um, but they didn't really do much for the story people, and that's where the problem came because Star Wars fans are story people. Yeah. Or, and, uh, you know, I, I want an open-world Star Wars game, so I can just kind of... Not not a rail first-person shooter so much. Um, you know, you want to go pretend to be in the Star Wars galaxy. And I haven't played Fallen Order yet, but uh, I hear good things about that one. Battlefront 2, I like the story uh, mode. The uh, campaign is, is actually really cool, and I told Tim we should do a podcast about just the story of Battlefront 2. Um, yeah, and we're definitely going to because that I loved that story. It just needed to be more. Yeah, it's fairly short. My yeah. daughter and I ended up playing through the whole thing. I think in two days, and not like you know, all day. We just sat down and played for a few hours. Um, anyway, the Fallen Order. I want any other news about this? Uh, well, I will say this about uh, Battlefront Two. The graphics are incredible because I've been playing Witcher Three lately, which is probably an older game at this point. But um, and I was comparing it to the graphics in Battlefront Two and Spider Man, and um, it Witcher is a huge game, and the graphics don't stand up compared to say Spider Man, which is a much smaller world, um, or Battlefront, which is almost like a rail kind of game like you can't control you know where you're going next and stuff like that so it's interesting yeah i think um, you have to sacrifice the size of the world for the uh level of graphics sometimes Ooh, uh, and, Last and of we're Us 2 uh, is coming out soon we're still we're still willing to accept uh sponsors we, we you know we do have our sponsor um <laughs> Put a bag over your head man but uh but you know, when it comes down to it, um, EA. I assume that a representative from EA listens to us all the time, and uh, and all the other companies who who may <laughs> get a license. Whoever's got the license for the game, you know, if you want to sponsor through us, um, we might we be can we can talk, talk we can talk deals. Um, so I anyway, because I've got some big news, but I'm waiting for you to see if you're going to say it. Yeah, I think it's probably my number six on the list if you look there, but I'm not down that far yet. I am looking at your list, and yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm on to, we're, well, we're still talking Battlefront 2. Currently, if you are a PlayStation um, Plus member, the two free games of the month are Call of Duty World War II and Battlefront 2. So for any of our listeners who are PlayStation um Plus. You know, if you're on PlayStation Plus, you play any games online, but you don't have Battlefront 2, it is free right now. I went ahead and bought it through my PlayStation account. So if anything ever happened to my 
disc, I'd have that as a backup because it's free. Hmm. Um, I didn't download it because it's, you know, 50 gigabytes or whatever. Yeah. But it's there. So Battlefront 2, it's Star Wars news, is free this month. Right on, right on, right on. Um, the Lego releases, the next wave of Legos, which are looking pretty good. There's some, some interesting stuff they're talking about with Legos. Um, they were supposed to release um, this summer, and it looks like they're going to release a little late. So that was the news on those. Um, there is rumor of an Imperial shuttle coming out. Um, a UCS a UCS Imperial shuttle. So we're talking in did, the 150 or more. Speaking of which, did you hear about with the release, the people that were waiting for it outside? For what? For the Lego release. They were lined no. up for blocks. <laughs> They were lined up for blocks. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> for those like, do you get it? They were lined up. I do. Are I you do. tired of being male? <laughs> Tim, they were lined up for the blocks. <laughs> they were lined up for blocks. All right. Sorry. Go on. All right. What else you got? Um, so... Before I give my next announcement here, I'd like to ask Jim if he can name off some of my favorite Jedi. Yes, Mace Windu. Um, hey, guy, hey, Jim. Um, we have a we have a serious podcast here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that guy's name with the yellow paint on his face? Uh, Vin <laughs> Quinlan Voss. <laughs> Quinlan Voss. I ask you this every time. Um, I cannot remember uh, Kanan's master's name. Who I do love, Depa Balaba. Yeah, Depa Balaba. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, obviously. Obi Wan Kenobi. And there's another. You already kind of said it. Depa Balaba. Mace. Kanan. Like, Kanan, yeah. Kanan, is he a Jedi? Yes. Okay. Um. So, in the same way that Ahsoka, I, I would say Ahsoka become. So, when you think of it, it depends on on your your look of the word Jedi. The Jedi Order itself, in the way that it was, fell. Yeah. And what the Jedi became, and I would argue that they they were still Jedi. Kanan still essentially followed the Jedi path. Yeah. Um. With with variation. Ahsoka followed the Jedi path with variation. Rey in the sequels follows the Jedi path Luke. with variation. Um, and I think that the Jedi are becoming, you know, with without being locked into the Republic the way they were, I think they're becoming what they're supposed to be. Um, so so what anyway, with this? Um, the Star Wars Black Series figures, yeah. the next wave coming out, is going to have the Rebels characters. Are they lined up for blocks? They are lined up for blocks. Do you know why they're going to have the Rebels characters? No. It's because Rebels is awesome. Uh, it is awesome. I was I was really hoping you were about to say because they're doing another season. Uh, I, I caught oh, my sorry. breath there, Tim, hoping you were getting ready to tell me they were releasing a new season. I apologize. They they are uh, well. releasing a new season. But yes, Rebels um, is awesome. So yeah. 
All right, um, I'm going to skip number six for a second and give you that one to announce in just a moment. But before we announce that, um, we had some feedback from another one of our listeners, Dave. Um, we wanted to give him a shout-out and a thanks. Thanks, Dave. He said... Uh, um, what did Dave had to say, Tim? That was a different conversation. Where is his statement at? Ah, here we go. He said, in Hypotheticals episode 30... Mm. The Ahsoka joins Padme. <laughs> Wait, what? Made me clap out loud to myself while driving. Well done. I like it. Nice. Um, so he's referencing there. We talked about uh... Ahsoka. Mom. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yep. Well, the thirty was our uh, was our Anakin beats Kenobi. That's right. And then we had and Padme. We, doing we have craziness. a big Mia culpa. We skipped last week, man. We're a week behind. Yeah. Sorry. Do you want to explain why? Um. N- no. <laughs> it's nobody's business. It's a need to know only. All right. Um. <laughs> so you know the movie Ace Ventura? I've seen it. Pet Detective. It's one Love of my it. favorite lines. Hey, Ace, you got any more of that gum? That's none of your damn business, Dan. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, Dan Marino. That was because... Anyway. All right, so as always, if you enjoy the program, and I will get to the news, Tim, don't worry, but please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It's how we grow the show, and um, or any other platform you might listen to. Now we are to the sad news. Am I right? Yep. So it's official. uh, Celebration 2020 has been canceled. So that kind of uh, nullifies our countdowns until we get it uh, updated for Mandalorian Season 2. But, uh, yeah, there will not be a 2020 celebration in Anaheim, California. Uh, They announced it, I guess, earlier today. At least that's when I first saw it. Did you see it before then? Um, yeah, it was today. I think they announced it. Yeah. So if you had tickets or whatever, I have no idea what the deal is. Um, it's a shame. It's a darn shame. None of your damn business, Dan. Um, yeah. um And on the countdowns, while countdowns. we're there, uh, we are 108 days from Some of uh, the release of Star Wars Squadron. Ooh, and... Nice. We're hoping 108 days from Mandalorian. I don't know if they'll release those on the same day, but we're 108 days from from Star Wars Squadron. That's set to release October 2nd. And uh, there's still no new information about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh. Um, So we are awaiting that. Um, Production was supposed to begin this summer, and it looks like they're going to start filming... Oh, hey, somebody just said, this isn't the best of news, uh, they're supposed to start this summer. Uh, looks like they're gonna, they're set to begin filming early 2021, but who knows if that's going to hold right now. I'm set to begin filming in 2021. What do you think about that news? Um, I was born ready. You always say that. My guess is that's, well, ready for what, I guess. Um... All right, what's tonight's topic again? The Hollow Net. 
The Hollow Nut. So, do you want to explain or shall I? Go for it. It's a large communication system used by the citizens of the Galactic Republic and its successor, the Galactic Empire. Yeah. In other words, it's television in the Star Wars universe, and apparently it does uh, uh, go across the Galactic uh, Republic and later Empire. Now, we hear a lot more about it under the age of the Empire. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Because it takes on a you know a whole new role. Um, the Hollow Nut is fascinating to me because, uh, well, I got a lot of thoughts on this, Tim. Did you want to talk? Did you have some prepared notes or anything before I wax philosoph philosophical? Um, before yeah, I talk I'll, I'll talk just a couple minutes about what we have for it. You know, meta version and and a little bit of what I know about it. Tell me. So a lot of what we see in the Hollow Net exists in the books. Um, a little bit in the comic books, and in Rebels. Uh, yep. Um, Which is we awesome. do see it in Rogue One. Yep. Do we see it in Solo? I don't think we see it in Solo. Oh. Because um, aren't they recruiting for the Empire on the Holonet? Maybe. I mean that that could be, or it could just be an announcement sitting at that. Like you're talking about on Corellia. Yeah, it might just yeah. That could just be an announcement in the terminal i don't know what they call it but in that terminal they could just yeah so we don't really know um what's going on there and i th think we see it in rogue one but it's not as um as out there uh rebels is very direct with it and yeah. in some of the books it's very direct about what's going on so the holland it's kind of a kind of a strange thing it seems like television doesn't exist in an entertainment sense uh, no, it does. It also appears on um, Phantom Menace when Obi Wan, not Phantom Menace. Um, is it Attack of the? It's Attack of the Clones where they go into that bar looking for the bounty hunter, and with the death sticks, they're watching sports on the Hollow Net. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it is an entertainment platform as well. Which you could argue is still news. Entertainment news, yeah. I mean, they're watching. Well, I games, mean, the, I mean, so. sports. It's like a know. sports bar, is what right. That's what I'm saying. Be. Like sports are still. Like, we don't have any evidence of, um, production studios. I'm trying to remember. I know in the novels they mention it, but they're non-canon novels. Like they had. Uh, one of right. the Thrawn talking... trilogy talked about like uh, a newscaster for the Hollow Net, but yeah, it's not canon anymore. Well, again, that would be a newscaster. They're they're yeah, talking live yeah. current events, same as a same as a sports game. But I don't know anything where they've pre-recorded and have like actors, <laughs> wives of Naboo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> housewives. So I, you know that's. <laughs> that's just uh that's that's been my big take on it um i want to see housewives of mustafar no i don't um pawn stars of tatooine <laughs> i want um i know we've said it before but i'll make it clear to everyone else if you don't know and i assume everybody you know our uh our 15 20 000 listeners Millions. um i i assume that all of you know because you're obviously invested enough to listen to a Star Wars podcast, um, that the opening scene of Rise of Skywalker 
is Mustafar. Yeah. Because I didn't that, know it when I first saw it, though. I, I did not. That's what I mean. That specific yeah. information had to be given somewhere, which was which was really frustrating. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I like Rise of Skywalker. I'm not bashing Rise of Skywalker. But what an opportunity yeah. for him to, to fight all these beings and then go into the ruins of Vader's castle and find it. Yeah. You know, like, that's the time to show Vader's castle again. That would have been I, I don't know why they skipped on that. Because how long is that movie? It's it's over two hours, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Anywho, so we're going to talk about the Hollow Nuts. So, yeah, it does um, play a fairly big part in Rebels. And yep. it is the way it's used in Rebels that I, I kind of find fascinating. Um, Agreed. That's <laughs> I know where you're going. That's why I waited on that part. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I might zig, I might zag, but what I'm going to say is the word dystopian. Yep. Yeah, that that's an aspect, um, there's a lightheartedness to Star Wars, um, even like uh, Empire Strikes Back, which is you know, the kind of most depressing of all the movies, is still an adventure story. Uh, you still, at the end of that movie, after everything's gone dark and seems, you know, scary and sad... You're still thinking, okay, there's going to be a sequel, and all all that's wrong will be made right. Um, so the Star Wars universe in general seems like kind of a fun playground for the you know for the mind, for adventures, for I'm going to go off and be a pirate or a smuggler or a Jedi or whatever, and it's all going to end well because you know nobody gets uh, there's no like dark violence that we see. It's just it's just killing, Tim. Um, right. You know what I mean, but well, like, actually, it's not I degradation watching, and stuff. Yeah, and I was I was watching um, just a, a small little sidebar, but it's actually Star Wars relevant. It's not one of our regular tangents. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is kind of one of our regular tangents because I'm talking about anyway. Huh. Um, I was watching a George Lucas interview. <laughs> He's sitting there with uh, with Wicket, and he said. I'm talking about work, you Davis. You're um, what? wiping your desk off, aren't you? Yeah, there was something there, sorry. <laughs> um, so he's sitting there with Warwick E. Davis. Warwick and Davis. He, he, uh, yeah. Was he the guy in um, Willow? Yeah. Yes. And he's Wicked. Wicked. Wicked good. Um, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so anyway, he's talking to him, and he says... You know, he basically talks about um, the people, the the backlash, some of the during some of the prequels and some of the other items, and and the feedback that he's gotten. He goes and he and he said he goes he goes now really. And he kind of looks at him. He goes, and I'm not supposed to say this as George Lucas says this. He goes, and I'm not supposed to say this, but it's a movie for a twelve year old. Yeah. And he said, he said, that's, that's what it is. You know, then he talked about when he was filming the Naboo scenes in Spain and like the fence where they were at was just lined with children and they were all so excited, um, you know, just to kind of be there and and high five him. He goes, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And he goes, now, of course there are some serious undertones. There are some serious pieces. There are other things put in there to make uh, a worthy movie and it of course you know can reach out to others but it is 
for but but overall it's made for kids it's it's supposed to be a you know a journey of a boy into manhood like it's it's yeah. kids who are 12 they're going to turn 13 story, they're etc yeah he related it to um to mythology and and things like that yep. which was great and uh so it just goes on your your you know your good versus bad and good winning overall and all that things and of course it's I mean, people bash on disney and what's actually happened <laughs> since uh, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> um, you know what Episode three was, of course, darker, right? And it had to be. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't change the the themes to episode three, right? But since then, every Star Wars movie has been a PG thirteen rating. That's true. You know, they've they've aged them up, um, which could add to some of the some of the issues that people are having. You know, they they have become more. They've become a little darker. They've become a little deeper. They've become a little you know, less good versus evil, light side versus dark side. And George Lucas said that. He goes, you're supposed to want to be on the, the side of truth, the side of the the side of honesty, the the light side, um, and avoid the dark side. You know, that's the whole point. Yeah. The water and that's has gotten become... a little muddied. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just nice. It was nice to hear him say all that. Um, Anyway. Well, with that in mind, where I'm going with this whole concept is uh, the Empire is clearly dystopian. Like in the George Orwell, Ayn Rand, uh, you know, Brave New World kind of way, it's dystopian. In yep. um, all of those dystopian type novels, there's always a central information provider and it usually takes the form of like a televised service. I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, I've been uh, listening to this audio book, um, Red Rising, which is fantastic, by the way. I just finished the third book. It was originally supposed to be a trilogy, but apparently there's two more books that have been added. Um, but it does wrap up, you know, put a nice bow by the end of the third book. But similar to these other dystopian type uh, stories, there's a central information thing, whether it's a cable service, TV service, internet, whatever. Um, but that's how misinformation is fed to the masses. And Star Wars has this element in the form of the hollow net, but the only time we ever see it really used is Rebels. And it is implied that it is used extraordinarily effectively. Because under the Galactic Republic, um, you know, I, I get the impression that it's fairly free media, meaning, you know, the news is not really restricted. Uh, we see Palpatine has to manipulate uh, public interest and public opinion. Uh, he can't just openly be like, ah, eh, bad guy, I'm going to take over. He has to, you know, say, okay, for, for the sake of the Republic, I must take power and all that. And the reason why is because of the holonet, because he is being broadcast across the galaxy, and he still has the Senate at that point. But once the Empire takes over, the holonet becomes Pravda. Remember Pravda? You're too young to remember Pravda, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Pravda was the, um, the news arm of the Soviet government. So, Pravda, it's fascinating... Uh, there's a really, really, really disturbing book called uh, 
Child 41, I think. Uh, they made a movie out of it. It's vaguely based on a true story about a serial killer and the Soviet Union who killed... Uh, this is rough, Tim. Uh, let's say he pulled an Anakin at the temple in Revenge of the Sith. He killed younglings, uh, this guy. Okay. And this was a real person. But the the novel takes uh, you know certain liberties with the story. But... Um, under the Soviet system, they could not admit the criminality existed because then that would violate the the fundamental tenets of communism that people would work, you know, for everyone else's interest. Um, so criminal behavior flies in the face of, of communist philosophy. So Pravda would cover up murders um, in... You'd find these people who were clearly murdered, and they would say, oh, they got hit by a train. It's like, well, the body's, you know, a quarter mile away from the train tracks, and there's no, you know, it's clearly a murder. But no, 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 it's done by a train. And it's fascinating, uh, Pravda, you know, this is what they reported, and this is what the holonet becomes under the empire. And you know the very first mission of the holonet once... Uh, once the Galactic Senate is dissolved, or actually even before that. When we see it in uh, Han Solo's reaction when he meets uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. What do they do, Tim? Ask me that question one more time. <laughs> no, I just want your immediate reaction. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi and Rebels. No. <sighs> <laughs> Those were in there. My daughter called. She's out of town. I was just answering the call. <laughs> Are you tired of not being able to get to sleep? <laughs> my my question, my comment was, my leading question, if you will, is what's the first thing the Empire does with the Holonet? What's the first message that they want to try to get out there, first kind of concept that they want to change? Uh, that the the Jedi have tried to take over and they've been defeated by the clones. Yeah, and but that, that message the... doesn't last long. Right. They yeah, get so rid of this... that. Huh? They get rid of that, but they also want to talk about the defeat of the um, droid army. And yeah. the war, essentially. So, Ronald Reagan who, former president of the United States, once said, uh, freedom is always one generation away from extinction. It is not passed on through genetics. It is not passed on through the bloodline. What do you think he meant by that, Tim? I feel like I'm teaching. <laughs> Tim? So what he meant by that, Tim... Apparently we're going so Hello there. It's just me. Um, welcome to the gym show. And what Ronald Reagan meant by that is clear. Uh, it means if you ever have a generation grow up without knowing uh, basic fundamentals of like human rights or uh, you know, representative government or anything like that, then freedom's lost. It's always one generation away from extinction. Uh, the Khmer Rouge did this in Cambodia. They uh, executed all the teachers from kindergarten through the universities, and they began a re-education program so that kindergartners were taught, no, the Khmer Rouge has always been in charge, and they're the good guys. 
Um, so within a matter of a few years, the entire younger half of the population thinks that this is reality. It's fascinating. So this is what uh, the Emperor does with the Net. Now this is great dystopian stuff. This is straight out of George Orwell type stuff. Um, but Star Wars never dwells on it because of, like Tim was saying earlier, it, it really is Hello more there. designed for... <laughs> Tim's back. Uh, it's designed more for a younger audience. And so that very disturbing aspect of uh, Imperial control is not hit on much except for in Rebels and the novels. Which is interesting because Rebels is almost the most... It's the most childlike in, in animation and display. Yeah. And the um, first few just, episodes are, are very child, have that feeling, I don't want to say childish, They're, they appeal to... Right, I'm trying not to say childish, yeah, that's not exactly. what I mean, but it's but it's it's got some of the deepest um, moments, and it's, yeah. you know, like the Force lore, and we, like all that stuff, it goes really deep and crazy. Yeah, and we um, say this like every episode that Rebels does have some of the best moments in all of Star Wars. It's true. Yeah. Um, but it, and and the Hollow Knight is part of that. Like you see, yep. the severity of what's happening with the Hollow Knight. So yeah. So Rebels. For those of you who, for some unknown reason, have not watched it yet, um, and I do get a, a lot of um, Star Wars fans of my generation, especially um, in my you know I'm getting to be in my late forties now, Tim. Um, you know, who who grew up with the original Star Wars when it first came out. Cartoons might not appeal to you, so you might have skipped uh, Rebels and or Clone Wars. If so, it's a shame. Um, but where was I going with that, Tim? Go watch Clone Wars and Rebels. It's worth it. Go watch them. They're worth it. So, yeah, people my age might not have watched Rebels because they think it is designed for, a, you know, for kids. But I think Star Wars in general has done a good job of balancing their audience. They know who their audience is so that yeah. I can sit down with my daughter and we both enjoy it. And and another big piece of it, I think, is as far as moving Star Wars forward, and it's always worked, right? Everybody's loved Star Wars from the beginning. And at first it was, Especially a lot of it was, of was the special effects and making everything work. And then when we got farther along and technology grew it's it's things like this podcast like the digital age allows us to you know have these deeper conversations and really dig in without them having to specifically do that in the movies yep um they can lay all that out there for us to see and we've had you know some things where we're like you know well we really shouldn't have to figure this out on our own we should you know yeah. it should have been very clear but some of that has to do with, you know, letting that story move forward. Um, well, and then Star come Wars, talk to us, and we'll fill in the we'll fill in the gaps for you. It, it's probably no surprise to any of our listeners, because um, I've talked about it a lot. I I love listening to entertainment podcasts. Um, in the shows like uh, Mr. Robot or uh, Westworld, that uh, or this new show uh, Devs, which is outstanding, by the way, um, these are extraordinarily well-written, well-crafted shows. 
But the problem is that they are being scrutinized by literally millions of people instantly. So on Reddit or wherever, you have, you know, millions of fairly bright people trying to pick it apart and pick holes in it. And I don't care how gifted a writer you are um, or your team of writers are, you know, eventually people are going to find holes. Um, because, you know, no one can write the perfect story, except for history itself, Tim. Uh, except so, for John Candy in 1988 in Delirious. Trains, planes, and automobiles? Uh, other way, planes, trains, and automobiles. No, I'm talking about the movie <laughs> Delirious. I don't think I've ever seen that. Or oh, you need it. to watch it. It's on, uh, what's it on? Is it on HBO Max? Oh, what did or... I promise I was going to do before this week, or last week? I was supposed to watch. I think something. you were supposed to watch Mulan. No, 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 no. I wasn't. No, it was something else. Yeah, it was Mulan with your kids. No, I'm not watching Mulan. It was something else. Like I said, I would watch a whole series. Uh, I think it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, that's seven seasons, so you probably weren't going to watch all that. No, but I was willing to try rather than watch Mulan. It's just me. I'm a terrible person. I'm not. I'm not trying to defend or sound self-righteous. I just don't want to watch a musical. And now I worry about you a little bit with Buffy. And Buffy's great. So anybody that's a Buffy fan, I'm not saying anything bad. Um, I, I can't watch Doctor Who. All right, you. We'll have to talk about that because you're <laughs> you're missing something there. Because Doctor Who's phenomenal. I can't watch. Um, I tried. I've tried several times. I couldn't get into it. I'll have to get you into the right season an episode and, and I can I can fix that because there's so much and it's 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 accessible um See, no one had I mean think about me it into the right season or episode of Westworld that's just good TV well <laughs> I'm sorry I'm just I'm I'm picking I'm picking there this are, there are a love. few episodes there are a few episodes of Clone Wars that if they ended up being the first yeah, one that you watched you might point. never go watch it again that is that is a very good point the one so. with the frog inside the R2 unit that was, or the one where Jar Jar pretends to be a uh, Jedi. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's not what we were talking about, though. We should find someone who's watched the series Resistance. I'm going to watch it. I just. <laughs> Here we are, Star Wars podcasters, talking about how, you know, you gotta you got to watch the animated stuff, too. It's it's worth it. And neither of us have watched Resistance. I watched, like, I, the first three episodes, and that was it. Yeah, I, I couldn't get past those either. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Buffy. I so, we Buffy. About the Buffy is a show designed for teenagers. Which I am not. Um, in the 90s. I wasn't even a teenager. Wait a minute. I was a teenager in the 90s. So I think the first year of Buffy was... Uh, what was the first year? Typing. I am typing. I don't remember. It was 97. Okay. Um, I was definitely so it, it was not late a 90s, 97. Late 90s, minute. early 2000s. Um, That's my mid-20s and... What? Which probably would have been fine as well if you'd watched it for the first time. So you need to make sure that you go into it knowing that that's who it's made for. I'm just going to watch um, Space Force. Just go watch some Buffy. <laughs> I mean, you know. But that's that's my biggest concern is, is someone who is our age going to watch it for the first Can time might not enjoy it as much. 
Yeah, that's how they communicate um, with the vampires. <laughs> so do you think the Hollow Net has shows like Buffy? So we already you said we don't Buffy. know if it was primarily an entertainment system or just news. I think it was probably entertainment. Um, and under the Galactic I think it was, Empire. I honestly think it was always a governmental thing, but it didn't have the the restrictions. I don't think well, it's that probably they... like BBC. But again, or CBC, the Canadian broadcast. Uh, we don't. I don't think we have any evidence. I don't think we have any evidence of storytelling through video, like uh, newscasters true. telling what's going on. But I've never seen any storytelling. What about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain they didn't broadcast that. No. You'll catch that tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on your favorite Hollow Net Network. Um, so, back to my dystopian talk. It seems to me the first thing the Galactic, uh, or that Palpatine does as Chancellor before he names himself Emperor is declares the Jedi an enemy of the state. Um, they talk about the victory over the, the clones, uh, not clones, excuse me, the droids. Um, but very quickly after that he apparently turns the hollow net into a tool dis not only discrediting the the jedi but erasing the memory of the jedi and this is probably one of the more fascinating aspects of like star wars lore to me is the fact that han solo thinks that the jedi are a myth and he the mandalorian he thinks the Force is not real. Well, yeah, he he believes in the Jedi, but yeah, he doesn't. He certainly doesn't see them as these, you know, real generals leading armies, you know, uh, with their powers and blah blah blah. Um, and by the time we get to the Mandalorian, which is what seven years after Return, mm -hmm. um, yeah, again, the Jedi are a myth. The, uh, whereas the Mandalorians as a culture are remembered, but they also are, they, they haven't quite reached myth status. And I mentioned this on another podcast. Somehow the Emperor has successfully erased the common memory of the Jedi, even more so than of the Mandalorians. Which is fascinating since Mandalore was not part of the Republic and the Jedi were the leaders of the Republic. Well, and here's the big difference. Tell me. Um, Mandalore fell. I heard. And that's it. They didn't. That's that's all the Empire cared about it. The yeah, they Jedi weren't trying were different. to actively wipe out the history of Mandalore. I, mean, I agree. We and we saw this in Rebels. The stormtroopers did not let people speak of the Jedi. No, that's why Kanan and. Um... And um, Ezra had to disguise their lightsabers. Well, not just that, but and they, Asuka I mean, people... the ditchers, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about the Jedi themselves. I'm talking about the, the general population of the galaxy. Oh, and it, they yeah. weren't allowed to get caught talking about Jedi. Heck, if yeah. you said the word Jedi, I'm guessing it was, it was severe, possibly fatal punishment. It's like the Scots talking about William Wallace. Yes. Yeah. Freedom! They can take our lives, but they'll never take our tacos. Taco. 
Sorry, I like tacos. I love tacos. So that was kind of what I want to talk about with the uh, Hollow Knight. I don't really don't have that much to say except for it was this uh, this you know, information system on. Uh, apparently, you could pull information from it because in one of the comic books, um, R two, I think it is, or it might no, it's C three PO, actually has to access information, and he does so on the Hollow Knight. So it seems like it works like the internet more than it does like uh, TV. Um, but of course, when you know Star Wars has been around for over forty years, so the concept of the hollow net has kind of evolved. Uh, you know, because forty years ago the idea of the internet was insanity, but yeah. now it's here. We are we're recording via internet right now. Look at True us. True story. True story. What else you All got right. about the Holland? I really don't have much more to talk about. Um, uh, I might have something right now. Let me keep talking and looking. And While you're mumble. looking, I'll just kind of bring up again the instances where we see it. We, uh, As I mentioned, we saw it in Attack of the Clones when Obi-Wan and um, Anakin go into the bar and you got all these different screens up and they're showing different sporting events. Um, that's the holonet. We see it again in the TV show Rebels, especially they go into a bar on Lothar. Um, Lothal, rather. Lothar. Lothar was the bad guy from uh, Voltron. Yeah, Prince yeah. Lothar and his witch Hagar. Anyway, they go into a bar on Lothal, and they were uh, broadcasting about Empire Day. Am I remembering this right, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about all the preparations for Empire Day on the Net, and they were also, t- uh, I think, giving the wanted warnings like they were looking for Ezra maybe or Kanan or both um that was yeah they might it was something I can't remember the episode like I was try, that's what I was trying to think about too was what they were looking at but it was in a bar um they had the screens up in a bar and so as far as I can remember the only time we actually see the hollow net is in bars but yeah, people do have it in their homes, apparently. It's their source of TV. What a wonderful galaxy. And maybe this is part of the charm of it, to be honest with you. Uh, that people are so happy in their galaxy and their existence that they don't even want television. They don't want Netflix or Hulu or or what have you. Amazon Prime or Shudder. Are so devastated by it that... They don't have time. Yeah. How are they going to have their two-minute rage? It's a 1984 reference. Um, huh. What are you looking up? Um, I was... I'm still looking at... The hollow nut? Yeah. But I was looking at something different. It's, it's not, um... Now, I will say Showing this is kind of funny. Given that the, they obviously have 3D holographic technology, but the HoloNet does appear to be a 2D format. That is odd. Yeah. It's odd. That it is, it is very odd. 
Because think um, about if you could if they could make a three D holographic Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie, and the auditorium you sat in like was a round shape, and you all stared kind of towards the center. <laughs> that would be so cool. It would be so cool. What are you doing? I was looking at... Well, don't hold um, us in suspense, man. Tell us what you've okay. learned. So what I'm doing, I haven't learned anything. I, I was just glancing at... Um, I was just glancing at the the wiki page. Um, I pulled it up here while we were talking about the Holonet. Mm -hmm. And it talked about appearances of it. And it said that it appeared in the first two issues of the uh, Canaan books. But it doesn't appear to be showing up there. Well, I do know at the top of the wiki page is that quote where the TIE Fighter guy says um, uh, they have to broadcast the hollow net by law at all times. Um, and again, that reminds me of uh, 1984 where you had to have your TV on at all times because it was both a uh, um, receiver and transmitter. Um, because you're watching TV and it's a camera and they're watching you. Um, so we do know at some point under the Galactic Empire, it's mandatory to have the holonet and to leave it on. Oh, in the Ahsoka novel, I think they mentioned this too. That yeah, I did do. The holonet on. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering here if, so there's a small device and it ends up being three dimensional, which is interesting, but there's a small device that, that, um, Kanan uses and sees Obi-Wan's message. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About, about, um, so I don't know if that's, it's transmitted through a secret Jedi frequency, but probably on the hollow net. I mean, that would make sense if, if there's a galactic hollow net, I mean, how else are you going to transmit across, on. yeah, how else are you going to transmit across the galaxy? They just must have access to a secret frequency on it. Um, so I'm thinking that's what they're using, which is interesting because when they show it, they show that like they show Obi Wan standing there as a three dimensional figure in a in a as a hologram. Um, but that has to be what it is. So well, I've heard so it you can be two D or three D. I've heard you mention a show called uh, Rebels. Rebels is awesome. Well, I've got a little Rebels trivia for you, since we're on the topic. When we first meet Ezra Bridger, where is he living? In his oh, uh, his house. It's kind of like a tower, but it's outside of the city. Do you know what that tower is? I don't know. No. It's a hollow net transmitter. Dun, dun, dun. Really? Yeah, it's an old holonet transmitter. Well, it's an Imperial Communication Center or something like that. But, um, yeah, so the holonet is forcibly broadcast throughout the uh, the Galactic Empire. You know what this kind of reminds me of? We don't go on tangents, do we? No, never. I was uh, asleep one night, and my buddy Dave texts me and asked me what I'm doing. 
and I'm shocked to get this text message, Tim, because I was sleeping in this terrifying place in Central Africa, and I hadn't told Dave that I was going to Africa, and I was actually in a refugee village in South Sudan, and I got a text message from the United States. And the reason why is uh, the UN has realized that it's cheaper to put up cell towers throughout, uh, you know, kind of these uh, difficult-to-reach locations like Central Africa um, than it is to put up radio retrans towers. Um, so there are cell towers, like in these third-world refugee camps, um, and I guess that's what we see when we see, you know, the, the hollow net uh, tower in Lothal. Is that the Empire has realized that the best way to maintain a communications channel is probably through the hollow net. Yeah. And I got to tell a story about going to Africa. You did get to tell a story about going to Africa. <laughs> I spent a year there one night, dude. That place was crazy. Um, there it is. Oh, you're reading. You're not even listening to our own podcast. I was listening. Absolutely, I was listening. Are I was, you tired I was... of not being able to fall asleep? <laughs> Listen, this is about Lothalnet. Lothalnet. They were lined up for blocks. Lothalnet <laughs> Com Tower E272. That's the one. So there was a Lothal or Lothal or whatever. There was a Lothalnet, which means they were there was a separate communication system just for the planet of of Lothal, which was abandoned. It's like this. I'm on the wiki here again. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't sure about this, and this says that it was presumably shortly after the arrival of the Galactic Empire, the tower was abandoned. So they had their own, you know, communication system, which probably pulled the hollow net. For the Republic, but also let them do their own thing, maybe entertainment. Um, but then the Empire came and, you know, yeah, did bad things. Yeah, the Empire's bad. No, from a certain point of view, I could see you thinking that, but they brought peace and order to their new Empire. They didn't. No, they didn't. They brought a lot of pain and suffering. Yeah, and that's the big difference. They they brought fake peace, right? They mm -hmm. they brought peace in the sense that Lothal was not at war with um, Alderaan. Right? Yeah. Planets were not at war with each other. Real housewives But the individuals Alderaan. and the cities were under direct attack and violation and, and horrible things from the Empire itself. So... You know, it's it was kind of that fake peace. Like they they can say the word peace. There's no war. There's no interplanetary war. Oh my gosh! Anywhere. I'm about to quote Ronald Reagan for the second time in one podcast. Reagan once said, "If you want peace, you can have it now. You can surrender." And that's yeah, that's the kind of peace that the Empire offers. Um, yeah, you have peace, technically, but it's because you've become a slave. Yep. That's the... I mean, it's that's... Sad. They're all just stuck. They're all stuck in a... in a really broken system. Ooh.
baby, do not a broken you know system. The system is exactly worth? what it's supposed to be, but it's not good. You know? Like, that's the thing. You talk about the Empire. The system is effective. Yeah. You know? Think about it this way. Yeah. Let's say in the Star Wars universe that the Force did not exist. Yeah. Okay. All right. No Force. Um, so through through basic deceit, Palpatine could still come to power. Well, yeah, because this is the cycle of history. He didn't need to be a Sith Lord, right? No, he just needs to be. So, for the sake of conversation, let's say that the the Force or the abilities of the Force don't exist. Ugh. So the Jedi, as as Force wielders, and the <laughs> Sith as Force wielders, don't exist. Yeah. I don't know if that Death Star is getting taken apart. Huh. It's one in a million, kid. You know what I'm saying? You mean only a Jedi could take down the Death Star? Or a Force wielder? Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? Oh. I want to fix The Last Jedi right now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've welcomed to that club. Could you imagine? No, no, no. Bear, bear with me here for a second. Could you always. imagine? I always bear with you, Tim. Vice Admiral Holdo. Yeah. And we we know nothing about her, but mm -hmm. she's. And, and she didn't even do anything. I'm wrong. gonna jump the ship. It was just. It was just weird. I really, really want her backstory to be that she is force sensitive I want her to have trained with Luke okay. but, but have gotten frustrated you got me interested all of a sudden I want her to be frustrated that she's there training and not out with Leia you know immediately working to protect I like this so idea a lot so she's got a little bit of force training, Suddenly but she her, abandons it. Her, so all of a sudden, no. clearly she's going to be very trusted by Leia. And now, when she's able to pull off this one in a million... Yeah, I see, where, I see how you landed here. Huh. Right? That would, that would be awesome. It's too bad a fan has to come up with it. Oh, I want it. That's what I want. I want to read that comic book. What are you talking about? That's real. That happened. That's that that is the truth now. You and I in a little toy shop by a pack of balloons with the money we got. Sorry. Um, right, we're gonna we're gonna blow that thing up everywhere. Admiral Vice Admiral Holdo. Because if if I think about her that way is a I like that movie apprentice. so much more already. If they just yeah. It still has because yeah. Yeah, that that would that would cover a multitude of sins. That would cover a lot. It wouldn't fix the, the code break or code, whatever it's yeah, called. The, yeah, Benicio del Toro. Yeah. There's the code breaker. We can't get to him. Let's take this guy we met in jail. Sorry. Entschuldigung. Um... I don't speak German. What was that? I didn't like his uh, his his stutter. His discussion against the uh, 
the the war makers, the uh, ship the makers, yeah, yeah, the the, the industrial complex, the whatever that is, military. Industrial <laughs> See, complex. you're having trouble saying it too. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, you know, like just that was a little piece that was like that's unnecessary. Like, that's funny because I'm singing '99 Luft Balloons, which is about like you know World War Three breaking out. Dinkt vielleicht und grad an mich, dann sing ich ein Lied für dich. That's for you European listeners. Little Deutsch for you. Ein bisschen. Um, I, got I wonder how the game Call of Duty World War II is received elsewhere. I mean, I haven't played it. I just, by elsewhere, I ass- what do you mean by that? Any, I mean, anywhere else. Any, literally anywhere else. Like, like I just India? want to know. Everywhere. Anybody that has in India now. Anybody that has access to and listens to... Hi, India. Hi, India. Um, Big fan, Anybody that has access to and and plays Call of Duty World War II... I just wonder, because I know it's a... You know... American-centric? US-designed and and made game, so... I haven't played it. I don't actually know... You know... Well, the United States is uh, the modern lingua franca... um, it is the trade language, uh, for good or bad. It is the trade language. Most entertainment uh, powerhouses come from the United States. Although I think that is changing, because I know I find myself watching more and more things from Canada and Australia. The problem for those countries is I think there's 19 million people in uh, in Canada or Australia or both. Uh, there's 330 million Americans. Yep. Yeah, so whenever you're going to market something, it's a good idea to market it to America. And unfortunately for the rest of the world, that means that entertainment and all kinds of products are going to be designed for sales in America. What are we doing? This isn't a hollow nut. No, it's not. Remember that time that um, Moff Wilhuff Tarkin... Um, had the broadcast towers destroyed on Lothal. Yeah. yeah. He's a jerk. That guy, he got around. All right. Hey, I, do you I remember got... that? Do you remember the time that we got off topic? No. That one time? I just mentioned Hollow Nut, so I don't know what you're doing. I was listening to another podcast today. Um, Did you fall asleep? No, not our podcast. I was listening to Oh, good. <laughs> a real podcast. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, and the guy said that he got he got feedback. Him and his his buddy that are doing it, they got feedback that was like, you know, if you could just stay on topic, I'd, I I I really enjoy your to- your content, but if you could just stay on topic, you know, I think it would make it a lot easier for me to to listen. <laughs> the guy goes, "We're not gonna do that." <laughs> no, man. Well, you and I started. And this now this podcast is a this is a big podcast. Star Wars. He goes. He goes. Yeah, we're we're only eight hundred and fifty episodes in. Let's change the way we do things now. <laughs> we got new feedback. Well, we're only like, thirty-two oh, episodes good. in, and we've we're gone global, there. Tim. Yeah, we have. Yeah. So people in Ireland right now are going. Why is he speaking German? There's no point for him to be speaking German like that. True story. Yeah, true story. I didn't understand why he's speaking a German like that. I got an Irish last name, so yeah. 
I don't think they like you it in both, Ireland buddy. when Americans show up and they're like, hey, I got an Irish last name. And I don't blame them. I... Who cares? Well, my history is a little bit different with Ireland. So oh, yours I mean, is in more a good, recent. In a... My, my family goes back right. to 1750 in the United States. So, well, that was before the United States even. Yeah, so I'm about as Irish as uh, uh, fortune cookies. Yeah, I'm a little different. On, on, San Francisco. on one side, my grandparents. I'm about as Irish Ireland, as so. your regular fortune cookie might be. I'm sorry. That's interesting. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit more Irish than that. <laughs> You're a bit more Irish than I am. That's true. Uh, what do you think about my accent? It's pretty good, right? It's wonderful. Yeah, it's so good. All right. I think we've wrapped it up for HollowNet. In fact, hey, I think Malta. we've... Yeah, I think we've overstayed our welcome. But um, St. Paul's Bay. Wait, what? We've for got those of you a in listener Ireland. in San Paul... Il Bahar in St. Paul's Bay in Malta. <gasps> Malta! Remember I put a shout-out if uh, you met my buddy who uh, went to infantry school for Malta to, you know, get in touch with me. But whatever. I oh, is that what Malta was? Okay, maybe I forgot Malta's Malta Malta's an island south of Sicily in the Mediterranean. Right. I didn't know if we mentioned it before. I couldn't remember. Did I tell you about my trip to Ireland? No. Anyway, um, let's talk... Your trip to Africa? I talked about that. How about Peru? That's a story. My uh, plane crashed in Miami, killed 110 people. Uh, I got off it right before it crashed. I got stories, Tim. Uh, This was the value jet in 1996, if you're uh, curious what I'm talking about. May of 1996. I was on that plane right before it crashed. Um, Yeah, then I went to Chile... Santiago. Anyway, Tim, you and I got to do something last week, and you said you wanted to mention it on the podcast. So let's finish this episode with that. All right. So, Jim and I finally. Jim and I. Jim and I. Jim and I. Um, we got to we got to go on a a motorcycle ride together. Yahoo! And it was a it was a. Pretty big deal because Jim and I have both ridden motorcycles for years. Yep. And but, we've always ridden solo. Yeah, I've never ridden with anyone before. I've always ridden by myself. Usually, I I would ride my bike like to work. It was a utilitarian thing for me. Uh, it's only been kind of recently that I've started riding bikes for fun. Yep, and that's uh, so Tim. That's, that's the same with me. Yeah, he suggested that he and I get together and uh, do some riding, so we did. So, uh, first time not riding solo, and I think it went pretty well. Nobody got hurt, nobody got killed. Both bikes broke down at, uh, you know, different times during the day. Yeah, that's But both that's bikes also got fixed right then and there, so. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were done and fixed within 30 minutes and back home. Yours was just a timing issue. Yeah. Eventually, batteries wear out. Mine is an issue of uh, it's an old bike, and I can't figure out why the carbs do what they do. But uh, whatever, I got home. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. So we're the Red Five crew. So we're gonna start a biker gang, uh, Red Five gang, right? Or club. excuse me, we, but yes, motorcycle club. So it's the 
R5MC. Yeah? Yeah. We like that? Or are we going to call it the RFMC? We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Um, so if you are interested in joining the Red 5 Motorcycle Club, let us know at our certain view at gmail.com. <laughs> give us a five-star uh, rating on <laughs> Give us a five-star rating, and you will be eligible to join the Red 5 Motorcycle Club. Um, we do not own the rights to the term Red 5 Motorcycle Club yet. Um, what? What are we doing? If uh, Some of y'all might have noticed the cover art for the podcast has changed. Um, for the last few weeks, I've been putting a picture of my motorcycle as the, um, uh, as the podcast, uh, art. So depending on which, uh, service you use, sometimes it just defaults to the original artwork of our certain <clears throat> point of view. Um, but I use CastBox and it's been showing up with the new artwork. So, and it's pretty. We'll have to get the two bikes together with the, with the artwork on there. Let's and do it. Because uh, yours is Red 5 as well. Yeah. Yahoo! All right. Anything else before we uh, say adieu? Uh, well, no, you just said it, so. Before we say it for reals? We're for reals. 72 minutes in. We've got a full podcast here. Yeah, good for us. Good for us, because we knew we'd be a little light on content with the hollow net, but I did want to talk about it because, again, the dystopian aspect I find interesting. Oh, yeah, it's been... Misinformation. And the power of... Yep. Take that as you will. Or not. Um, By now they're asleep anyway, so it doesn't matter. So, sleep well, good night. Does that mean we're controlling people's dreams? Ah... Yeah, so in I will listen to Jim and Tim's podcast. I will leave a I always star want review. to listen to our certain point of view. I will leave. You are a strong, independent person <laughs> and you want to listen to our certain point of I view. I will leave a five star review. I'm confident. Have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? The, the tragedy. Remember hey, this huh? is this is my dream control sequence. Oh. Remember, the force will be with you when? always. Always. Or never, or whenever. All right, I think that wraps it up for today. So next week, what's our topic, Tim? It's a surprise. That's a weird topic. It's a surprise. Huh. So is this going to be about, like, Anakin finding out Padme is pregnant, or everyone finding out she's pregnant? What is, it's a surprise. I do want to talk more about that, but I don't know if the podcast is the right place for it. (laughs) <laughs> it's a trap it's a trap um are you wondering how she got pregnant because yeah we'll talk no. about that offline i'm not wondering how she got pregnant okay because you you have kids i do yeah many okay <laughs> all right well i guess if you want to know what we're talking about next week you're gonna have to tune in next week it's a surprise. It's a surprise, everybody. I have spoken to your he dreams. Has spoken. This is the way sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I <laughs> to disagree? Tim to sing. See, I sing all the time. Tim, not so much. All right. I um, actually sing constantly, except on the podcast. Oh, I've never, ever, ever heard you sing. 
And I, I sing to my students all the time. Around you. No? Yeah. Who? All right, so um, this... All right, I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And this has been... Our certain, certain point, point of, view. of view. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Say goodbye, good night, Tim. Good night, Tim. Audio one.